So welcome to Confessions of a Serial Seller. My guest today, he's an account executive of Relationship One, and he's the host of not just one, two, but three podcasts, Inspired Marketing, Sales Success Stories, and his daily podcast, The Daily Sales Tips. Scott Ingram, welcome to my show. Great to be here, Tony. Thanks for having me. No, thank you so much for joining us. I always like to get a, a flavor about your journey in sales and marketing, where it began and how you got to be a, the host of three great podcasts. So tell us a little bit about that, Scott. Yeah, well, it's, it's been quite the adventure. I, I tend to kind of pivot back and forth between entrepreneurial adventures and uh, true sales uh, type gigs. So I started my first company when I was 20 years old. It was an IT consulting company. And for the Breaking Bad fans out there, the name of that company was Gray Matter Technologies. Love that. I'm a, that I'm a great? big fan. Love that. Yeah, that, that, was, that was quite a surprise because I was binging through Breaking Bad years later. It was, it was really, <laughs> I think, the last season where I found it. And, and I was quite shocked to, to learn. I you know at that point, I'd sold the company and I had had no rights to it so it didn't really matter but it was it was a fun discovery and you know when I sold the company we moved to Austin that's been about shoot 15 16 years ago yeah at, at this point and it was at that point that I took on my first real true professional sales role so obviously mm -hmm. when you're the CEO of a company I mean that that was I had to learn sales that was trial by fire because it turns out yeah. if you don't have any clients you don't really have a company yeah so you know, that's, that's where I certainly got introduced to sales. Mm. And I realized later that it was really, I, I mean, when you run a business, you're responsible for everything. So you have your hands and operations and HR and finance and all the pieces. Mm. And I just, I loved sales and I loved marketing the best. Mm. And I thought, you know what, if I can go to, go into a role and just do that and have somebody else deal with all the other mess, that'd yeah. be great. And yeah. so I, I started my professional sales uh, career with ADP uh, here yeah. in the U.S. Yeah. And phenomenal training. I mean, I had great, great experience there. And then uh, after that, uh, really going into the recession, I made a pretty dumb choice and I left ADP uh, to work on, on an entrepreneurial venture that just kind of stagnated. It was one of those, it didn't fail. Yeah, but it wasn't successful. It just sort of meandered. And, yes. and after a period of time, I decided, you know what, I, I want to go back into sales. And that was the point that I really got into the marketing technology space. And I went to work for the first of two companies uh, mm. that went public. Mm. So the first, the first was Bizarre Voice. And then mm. I went to work for a company called Eloqua. Mm. Uh, Eloqua, not only did we go public, we were, we were only a public company for one quarter. And then we were subsequently purchased by Oracle and yes. became the, the original part of the Oracle Marketing Cloud. And that brings us to today. Yeah. I now work for my favorite services partner when I was selling Eloqua, a company called Relationship One. And so most of my clients today are those Oracle Marketing Cloud clients. Typically, they're, they're very large Fortune 500 uh, enterprise scale organizations. Amazing, amazing. So it's been a great journey for you. And, and how, did the, how did the three podcasts come about? Yeah, so the the podcasts for me, a, a light switch went on a, a number of years ago. I, I won't give you the whole crazy backstory, but I'd always had this idea of really recognizing top sales performers. Mm. And initially, it was it was a concept around an awards event. But mm. I realized in listening to podcasts that 
the, the awards event was really just an excuse because yes. what I wanted, the thing that was missing for me, because I have always been a student of sales. I have yeah. read so many sales books over the years. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But the voice that to me was always missing is I'm like, you know what? These are, these are great resources. Yes. But the average person who's written a book about sales probably hasn't carried a quota yeah. on average in some number of decades. Yes. And I thought, I want to hear from the people that are doing the very best right now. Yeah. And so it was that confluence of things, right? It, it was, hey, I don't really need to go do this awards event to go do this. I can just start a podcast and I can, and, and on Sales Success Stories, I only interview active individual contributors who are either the number one outright top performer, or I always joke, I'm willing to settle if somebody's yeah. the top 1%. So if they're yeah. two on a, on a team of 500, that's good enough for me. Yeah. And you know, now we're shoot three and a half years and over 90 interviews into wow. that show. And I, I just, I, I can't tell you how much I have learned through that process, how much I have improved myself I through, through that process. So I'm desperate to hear out of those 90 interviews, and this is going to be tough for you, Scott, to do, but if you could share your sort of top five lessons you've taken from some of the top sales performers who are on the, on the, you know, on the front line right now, what would you say they, they were? Yeah, let, why don't we kind of talk through them in, in some big kind of broad strokes buckets? Yeah, go for it. So I, I'd say the first one is they've just got an incredible mindset. Mm. And I, it's, it's amazing because now the show has really started to come full circle. I did an interview just this last weekend mm. with a gentleman who became number one because he listened to my show over two years ago and started to apply these things. Yeah. And, and when he listened to that episode, and specifically it was an episode with David Weiss, I think it was episode 24, mm. and, and David talked about the, a process that he used, and, and process is another thing that we'll talk about next. Yeah. But he, he had made the jump from sales development rep to account executive, yeah. and he was really struggling, he, mm. in, to the point where he's like, maybe I'm just not cut out for sales. Mm. And he discovered this episode and he's like, you know what, what's missing is I don't have a process. Mm -hmm. And he really took that on. And in, in that first year, he made his number, made president's club, did really well. In this second year, he doubled that number wow. and became the number one rep in the company that did the biggest deal in the, in the history of the company, just extraordinary results. And the mindset piece for him was he's like, I decided Yes. that I was going to be number one. I, love I decided that I was going to be the best. So the mindset is the first key component. And then I, I hinted at the second one, which is the process, right? Yes. You have to have a consistent way that you go about this. Yeah. Whatever that is, right? That, that can be different. There are some really great frameworks out there. And again, David talked about the med pick process, which yes, is powerful, yeah. absolutely powerful. And, but at the same time, in the next, I'll go to, <laughs> yeah. they're the stylistically, again, having interviewed 90 of these folks, they're all over the place. Like the way that they get it done yes. 
is very different and very diverse. And there's a surprising number of introverts that I have talked to that I, that I think people don't expect. Um, certainly, there's still extroverts in the mix, not to say that you can't be successful if, if you're an extrovert, but yeah. there, you know, there's a surprising number of introverts. I think the ultimate key, the, the secret sauce to all of this is you have to find your way. You have to figure out what am I great at? What differentiates me? What can I bring to the table that nobody else can? Mm. And really double down on those things and incorporate yourself and those strengths into that process. Mm. And that is where the winning really starts to happen. And then I don't know if I can get to five because I was was ready for three. But so I I would say the, the other element is this this just maniacal focus on mm. improvement yes. and self development yeah. and it's it's why i started uh this october we will host the third annual sales success summit yeah i do that so he, i do that here in austin yeah. and the reason i do that yeah. is to bring these folks together because here's the thing when you're the number one top performer yeah. You, you no longer have somebody to look up to and chase after. You just got a bullseye on your back. Yes. <laughs> right? Nice. And so what I wanted to create, well, selfishly, I just wanted to meet these folks that I talked yeah. to on the podcast, <laughs> right? Cool. I wanted to spend time with them. I wanted to bring them to Austin and let them experience my city. And we've brought folks in from, from all over the world. Love that. But it was also the value add to them. Yes. Because I knew that they would benefit massively from getting to know each other. Yes. And the contribution that I could make to the community that we're now building around this. Because again, those that want to be the best, seek this stuff out. We, we yeah. just can't get enough of it. So I, I thought, you know what? We're going to set up this two-day event. The only people that are going to be on the stage are these real top performers. And we're going to keep it intimate. We're going to, it's going to be a limited number of people. And we're yeah. going to spend time together. And we're all going to get better. Yeah. And that, that, that's what it comes down to, right? No, nobody is number one because that was their goal. And that was all they did about it. There's so yeah. much more that goes into it. You know? and, and here's number five. Yeah. It's hard work right? It's yeah. a given. There's, there's no shortcut here, totally. right? You have to work hard and smart. There's no secret methodology like, oh, I've got the four hour work week way yeah. to being number one. That's not a yeah. thing. And I want to pick up on one of the five, because I, I think they're all absolutely valid. But you said, you know, the secret source is, is to identify what's different about me, right? So what's your best advice to my listeners of how can they answer that question? You know what? It's, so it's it's an ongoing process of self-discovery. And, and I think what you find with a lot of these folks is they have a very high degree of self-awareness. Yeah. But I think the actionable thing that you can do is go ask the people that you've sold to before. Great idea. Go ask the people that you've who've been on your team and the managers that you've worked for and ask them, say, hey, what is it about me? Yes. That I do better. Because a lot of times it's hard to see in yourself. You may not recognize it because it's so natural. You're like, oh, I don't even have to work at that part. Those are the things. Those are the things. And sometimes you have to have other people point them out to you. I actually did an exercise on LinkedIn 
uh, maybe a couple of months ago. Mm. And it was a little bit more of a personal branding exercise. But again, it's this idea of I wanted to increase my awareness of how I'm being perceived. Mm. And I asked people, I said, hey, in three words, how would you describe me or how would you describe mm. the things that I do? So, And I, I think that's actually a really good low risk way to make that ask. That's right. Don't, really don't ask for somebody to write you a novel. Just say, Hey, real quick, if you could do me a favor, like what three words would you use to describe me, to describe the, my approach, to describe the things that I do well. And you've got my curiosity now. What were the three words, Scott, your clients used about you? <laughs> well, tell you what, uh, we will find, I, I, I'm going to set up a link. Yeah. If you go to, what's my link going to be? Top one.fm forward slash Scott dash brand. Um, I will, I'm going to write this down right now. I'm going to provide a link to that LinkedIn post love and it. you can see all of those words. I love that. Scott, what would you, before I, I want to talk about the daily sales tip podcast, but before I go there, what would you say in your career has been the sale, the single sale that you've been most proud of. And, and when you're thinking about that, what, what were the key lessons that you probably took from that sale? Yeah, great, great question. So I'm going to go back to the very first, like really substantive big deal that I ever did. So when I was working with Bizarre Voice and Bizarre Voice, basically is the ratings and reviews platform that the, the biggest retailers and manufacturers use. So if you've seen right. ratings and reviews on a website that is not Amazon, <laughs> you have probably yeah. seen Bizarre Voice. Right. And I was working on a deal with one of the largest uh, digital camera manufacturers in the mm. world. So, you know, the, the three names that come to mind, one of those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and, it was through this deal, I actually had the best first quarter in the history of the company. I made President's Club in one quarter because it happened to be our Q4. And I, I had just come into the organization shortly before that. Yeah. But what made it so special was the value that was built uh, around this deal. You know, mm -hmm. at, at the time, our average deal was uh, probably $120,000 uh, annual revenue. Yeah. And I just, I saw, I knew the initial sort of data was there. The value that we were going to be able to bring to this organization yes. was going to be through the roof. And I really set them up on a trajectory for this first deal to be the first piece. And, and we really defined the roadmap up front. Mm -hmm. It was the first piece that was going to put them in a place where within the next year, they would become a seven figure annual revenue client. Wow. So I, I took the average deal size. Not only did I triple it, but it was, it was also one third the solution that we, that we typically sold, but it was yeah. important for them to get sort of that initial traction. Yeah. So there were, I mean, there's so many lessons in, in the deal and it was one of those kind of epic closes at, at the end because again this is this is our Q4 we had a, a very a, a different fiscal year so it wasn't yeah. the the end of the calendar year it was it was the end of I think it was the end of April 
Yes. And so the timing was really, really important to us. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget, I had just, at the time I was, I was teaching spin classes. So I had finished teaching mm -hmm. a class at 6 a.m. I had showered. I'm driving into the office. They're on the East Coast, so they're ahead of me. So I, I called my champion yeah. and was just kind of checking in on the deal, making sure that we were still in a place that we were going to be able to get this done. And he just said to me, he said, Scott, there's, there's no way we can get this done in time. Yeah. You know, we, we still have to go through legal review. That's a giant process for us. We've only got a couple of days left. There's, he, he said, I just, I just don't see a way through. Mm. And so, you know, it's, we've all had this, right? You have yeah. that call and, and your, your heart just sinks. Okay. <laughs> it feels like all of your guts drop to the bottom yeah. of your, okay. of your stomach. And I'm driving into the office going, Oh my gosh, no. Like, what do I do? I've got to find a way through this. And yeah. I just, I wrote this crazy impassioned email and we had this culture and the culture on the sales team was all about, we, we would constantly play the journey song, don't stop believing. Yeah, yeah. And I just shared that. I just said, hey, you know what? We believe in you and we believe in these results so much. Like this is going to make such a massive difference. And we've got this saying here and on and on it went. Yeah. And I'll never forget about 10 minutes after I send this email, I get a three letter reply mm. and, and he just replies DSB. Mm. And we proceeded over the course of, of the next few days. Yes. And he, yeah, again, it's, it's empowering your champion, right? Yeah. He went through Herculean efforts <laughs> to pull the strings and get legal involved. And so, you know, we, we had, we went through red lines live together on the yeah. phone and just cranked and we got this deal done. And within a year, uh, I, I moved on from, from that particular territory, yeah. but within a year, they did indeed become a seven figure client. They still are to this day. So, you know, since, since then that, you know, that clients generated, eight figures worth of, of revenue for, for that organization that I did that original deal for. So I, I, I love that story. And, and, it, and we delivered on every single thing that we said it was going to do for their business, which is the yeah. most important part. Love that. I love that. No, that's a phenomenal story. And I, I know I want to talk about your daily sales tip podcast because I, I know that the concept is a sales guy comes on, he shares five-minute tip, tip bits, right? What, what, would, what are the three that really stand out for you that taught you something that you didn't maybe, you know, know to begin? Oh gosh, you're putting me on the spot again. That's, that, that's really hard because today I think we released the 444th <laughs> tip. Oh, so, there are, there are so many and so many different good thoughts. You know, I, I think that that in itself Mm. is a lesson and something that I really work to practice because in those 444 days, I have not missed one. Yeah, and, incredible. you know, sales success, like, like any type of success in life, is so much about consistency. Yeah. You know, you're, it's not always going to be great. Not every tip is amazing. <laughs> some, yeah. of them are, some of them aren't as good as others. But what yeah. matters is that it happens every single day. Yes. And, and I think there's such an important lesson in, in that. And, you know, one of the things I think about a lot mm. is, and I don't know where this originated, but this idea that most overnight success stories mm. take 10 years. Yes. 
What you don't see is all the stuff that happened and led up to that. So I, I, I like to think of myself <laughs> as yeah. an overnight success story, but, but I'm, I'm, you know, I've, got, I've still got more years to go, right? You just have to keep plugging away and stay super persistent and, say, and stay super consistent, wow. right? One, That's such a good point. Such a good point. I read something on Facebook a couple of years back where a guy turns up and he, and he fixes like a plumber and, and he, and he fixes, um, you know, some, some, something in someone's house. And he said, um, you know, and, and he did it in literally 30 seconds. And he said to the guy, well, that's 850 pounds, you know? Um, so probably in dollars, like a thousand bucks. And the guy said, you've been here un- less than a minute. How can you charge me that extortionate fee? He said, no, 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 I've been here less than a minute because it's taken me 18 years to learn what to do to fix it in under a minute. And I love that. You know, I love that idea, that concept that it's not about the time, it's the value that we bring and the amount of time it takes to get great at something or to build that consistency, right? Yeah, that's that. And I think it's important to think about and measure the inputs. Yes. Right. We can't always control the outcomes. And, you know, I think things happen all around us, but what you can control is what you put into it and the activities and the things that you do day in and day out that ultimately make that difference. And you, t- I totally agree with you there. And you touched on that keyword consistency. And, and I think hats off to you for f- over 400 days to consistently put one out, you know, do a pod is incredible achievement. What's your best advice for my listeners of, of how they can build and create consistency in their life to make them top performers? Well, I, th- I think it just goes back to the mindset right? You, you have to commit to it. You have to, it's, it's as simple as a decision that you yes. then act on, right? So it's, it's deciding, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. And it's going to happen every single day, no matter what. Yeah. And once you make that commitment to yourself and better yet, make it publicly. Cause here I am talking to your entire audience and telling them that every freaking day yeah. there's going to be right. a new sales tip. I can't pause. There's, there's way too much public pressure on me yeah. to not deliver on yeah. that rather than keeping that thing a secret to myself and, and then I'm only letting myself down. Yeah, I think that's really powerful, actually. I think, you, you know, I've, I've, uh, I've written five books on sales and I've committed to doing another two this year. And, and I think, and I, and I did exactly that. I publicly, and I'm, I'm doing it again now on my podcast because I have no choice now, you know? My, my reputation lies on that point so, and I, and I think that makes a big difference, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Or you can do what I do. I'm like the Tom Sawyer of authors. I just have all of my friends write my books for me. Yeah, that's, that's definitely, I'll, I'll take a note of that for maybe the, the, the one of the two books I'm going to write. <laughs> <laughs> you said that you said earlier on that, you know, you're very well read. You've read hundreds of sales books. What are, what are the ones that have probably had the biggest impact on, on you and, and your, your, your sales ability? You know, the, the one that I keep coming back to that in, in the last, I don't, I, it's been years now since, since I read it, uh, it, maybe three, four years, but it's, it's just the one that sticks in my head. And it's not really a sales book. Mm. There's a book called, oh gosh, now the name can't fall out of my head. Um, Jocko Willink is the author. Yeah. 
and his book is called uh, you got to be kidding me yeah. i've not heard of him what, what's his name jocko william jocko willink okay hang on let me let me look this up i can't believe that i'm having um some mental flatulence yeah <laughs> uh, right right now mental flatulence i love that never heard that term i love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very it's a very nice way of saying that that i'm experiencing a uh, an epic brain fart and i know yeah. that you, some some in your audience have read this book and they're screaming yeah they will. their podcast player right now saying scott how can you forget that the name of this book is extreme ownership extreme. so jocko willink was a navy seal commander yeah and th the structure of the book's just sort of fascinating because what he does is he tells kind of this war story and mm -hmm. then there's a principle or a lesson that comes out of that. And then he talks about the application to business. Amazing. And the whole idea of extreme ownership is really, it's just about personal responsibility. It's, yes. It goes back to sales again. There's so many things not in yeah. control of what my leadership decides to do with my territory and my quota. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not in control of what my competitors do. I'm not in control of mm -hmm. the of the business environment and and what's happening with various pandemics and, and things that might be happening in the in the world or or any of these types of things. All I can control is what I can control. Yes. And the other big thing that he talks about that it was just so big for me is you know when you think about the military and you think about mm -hmm. navy seals you think about extraordinarily disciplined yes. people right going back to this idea of consistency right yes and he talks about how discipline equals freedom because here's the thing mm -hmm. if if you are able to operate based on kind of routine and muscle memory and then this is the way that i structure my day and this is how i execute mm -hmm. you stop having to think about the little things mm. and that frees your mind up to think about the big things that's brilliant that's really yeah. clever what what a great insight I've never genuinely never thought of it like that because again that. You, you look at that on the surface and you're like you're just an automaton like there's no thinking here you're not how is that yeah. exciting but again it's it's that idea of no 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 no, no. i'm not thinking about the minutiae Yes. I'm not thinking about the little stuff. And again, you can apply this. This could be about your sales process. If you yes. consistently execute your process, you don't have to think about the little things. You don't have to think about the next question that you're going to ask. Mm. And now you can actually listen. Mm. That's brilliant. I'm gonna I've, never, I've never heard of it. I've never read it. I'm going to check that out. I love that. That will be ordered on Amazon tonight. I mean, I know you, you've been in the sales game for you know, a good few years and you obviously you've met hundreds if not thousands of sales experts, it, knowing what you know now, Scott, if you went back to your first sales role, you know, what, what advice would you have given yourself? Yeah, so it, it's funny because I, I heard this advice. I had seen this advice for a, a, a large part of my career, but honestly, until I started the Sales Success Stories podcast, I never truly acted on it. Mm. And that is the Jim Rohn quote, that says you are the average of the five people yeah. you spend the most time with. Totally. Again, like we hear this, you've heard, you, we've all probably yeah. heard that quote or some form of it, yeah. but have you ever really intentionally acted on it? Yes. And that's what changed for me. And, yeah. and my results have changed dramatically, right? Because when I started this journey, I wasn't the number one sales guy in my organization. Yeah. I am now yeah. by a lot. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's because of all of these things. Yeah. It, it's, it's because of, of what and who I surround myself with and what that does to my expectations. You know, I mean, who, who would I be if I was yeah. this like underperforming, I can't hit my quota guy. Yeah. I, I just wouldn't have any credibility in, no, in what yeah. I do. So it just, it's a forcing function when, when you surround yourself with people at that level. And again, it's not just in sales. I, I, I think of it in diverse ways, right? I think mm-hmm. about surrounding my, myself with people who are uh, great family men yes. and great fathers, yes. right? I surround myself with people who are very fit and healthy because I, I believe to me that's that's actually one of my core beliefs even mm. I, I I prioritize that even above my family because if I'm sick what good am I to them yep yep good shout so what what advice then because I, I I heard the Jim Rohn quote years and like 20 years ago and I I it always sticks with me I've you know I think of certain individuals who are very intelligent they've got a lot of talent but they they surround themselves with people who have got zero ambition and I believe that might be what's holding them back. You know, that, that's always what's going on in my head. But what advice have you got for my listeners who might be sort of SDRs, you know, sales reps who are working out in the field, very alone, really, and especially now where it's so remote, you know, we're, we're working from home during this pandemic. How can they surround themselves with these, not like-minded, but with these successful people? Reach out and ask. Right. So it's, it's yeah. just a process of identifying. And, and I, you know, I think you, you may want to look one or two steps ahead. Right. So if you're in that SDR role, yep. maybe you might want to be thinking about, OK, I want to find a great SDR yep. that, that's going to help me perform better in this role. And if my ambition is to move into an account executive role, well, let me find a couple of great account executives so I can begin to prepare myself mm. and, and think appropriately. Here's, here's the thing. Everybody thinks and is is so intimidated because of weird beliefs that they have in their head yes. that these folks are too busy. They they it's all excuses. Yes. That, you know, it's it's who am I? Why why would they want to be able to invest in in me? Yeah. I will tell you, I, I've not found anybody that is like, yeah, too many people ask me to mentor them. Yeah. They, yeah. they, they want this. I mean, all of the people that I've asked to, to be on this show and people think, oh, well, it's because you have this show and this platform. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. When, when I, the very first person I ever interviewed was the number one performer at LinkedIn. He, he actually was working on the Microsoft yeah. uh, relationship before Microsoft acquired LinkedIn. Incredible. I didn't have a sh- I didn't have anything. I had this idea yeah. and I asked him to spend 90 minutes yeah. in an interview with me. And he said yes. And every person after that has, has said yes. I mean, I, I can count on probably one hand yeah. the number of people now 90 episodes and three and a half years into this yes. who, who have declined. I, I think that is such gold, actually, to finish this podcast on is, is it's what we say to ourselves that stops us from actually even having a go, even attempting, you know, just that negative self-talk of they won't take my call or they won't agree to this just stops us from picking up the phone in the first place, right? That's it. That's it. And everybody wants to help. So why wouldn't you give them the opportunity? Just ask. Totally. Totally. Scott, thank you so, so much for giving me up your valuable time and, and sharing some incredible insights with my audience. Where can my listeners find your podcast and, and, and you know, learn and hear more from you, your good self? 
Yeah. So if you're in a podcast player right now, which I imagine you are, if you just do a search in that app for Scott Ingram, that's probably the easiest way to find both podcasts and, and subscribe. Or you can just go to top1.fm, number one, T-O-P, the number one.fm, and you'll find links to pretty much everything from there, the podcasts, the summit, the books, all the good stuff. Amazing. Scott, thank you so much once again. And uh, stay safe, my friend, during this uh, interesting time we're experiencing. You too. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Scott.